Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Welcome to our latest episode of The Secrets of the High Demand uh, Coach. I am your host, Scott Ritzheimer, and I'm here with a, a new friend of mine, Charles Reese. He's the president uh, of Accelerated Achievements, which is a growth and performance firm that specializes in accelerating sales, operational results, and aligning strategy, people, and process. I absolutely love that. We've got to dig into it. Uh, but rather than read uh, a long bio, which uh, Charles has graciously provided, I know his story is amazing. And I, I want to be able to share it with everybody. So Charles, why don't you just open us up? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, how you got into coaching and why. Sure. Um, I actually started out in life as an engineer and uh, uh, thought I was not a designer. So I went back to business school. Um, and then my, my first uh, um, job after business school was Hewlett Packard. And uh, I, I only bring this up because uh, the HP way um, has had a lot of influence in, mm. in how I, I, I've managed people, how I view business problems. Uh, um, it was probably the first really flat organization where they tried to push responsibility down to the lowest level. Uh, um, so I did that for 10 years. was successful. My, my focus there was uh, product management, marketing. Um, and after a time, I, I, I uh, had an opportunity to take a buyout, which I did. And I did a year of volunteer work, actually, in New York City. Wow. And after that, I went to work for um, much smaller companies, uh, uh, probably a little more stressed. Uh, uh, HP was a great place. Um, but I went to work for a, a stage three startup where the investors wanted out and mm. uh, wrote a business plan for them. and. Uh, they hired me afterwards to run their engineering and marketing department. Uh, and I, I did that until they wanted me to move to uh, the Beltway. Um, and then went to work for a company in Connecticut, where I am now. But it was a company um, that had been around for a long time, uh, primarily in the defense space. And they had designs of going commercial, which, you know, if you think about that, Going from design to spec to design a requirement is a big change. Yeah. It's a huge, huge cultural change. And uh, so I was part of that. Uh, um, we had a decade of double-digit growth. Uh, um, and I learned a lot about change <laughs> and yeah. people. So at that point, my, my parents got sick and I decided um, I wasn't so enamored with being a 
vice president of sales and marketing doing boxes uh, anymore, um, decided for a time, and, and, and consulting didn't come to the top immediately, but I thought about what I wanted to do and, and what I liked most about my career. And it really was the uh, competitive piece, of it, the planning strategy piece of it. Um, and my focus is largely external. I mean, I also do, you have to do the internal focus as well. And strategy, but I, I like to uh, help people think about how they fit in their market. Um, and then I like the developmental organizational change challenge as well. Uh, um, so that sort of uh, was my guide. Uh, um, and initially I linked up, I became a partner of uh, resource associates who now call themselves trusted advisors mm. uh, network, which was um, a great pool of people to learn from. It's also where I got a lot of material uh, to work with, to work with clients. Uh, so that's, that, that was the genesis. That's how I got into it. Got it. I love it. So quite the array. I mean, everyone from you know, Fortune, what, HP is close to Fortune 50, Fortune 100, somewhere in there, I'd imagine, to Series 3 startup to, uh, you know, this, what would probably be for our, for our um, listeners who know about the predictable success model, uh, probably a company that's in that treadmill stage, right? Going design to spec, you tell us what you want and we'll make it to, we've actually got to learn what customers want and need and and be able to meet those demands uh, directly. And, and the fact that you guys were able to achieve such extraordinary growth is a testament to what can happen if you get out of treadmill into predictable success. So I love that. I mean, such a variety of different experiences. And you see this with so many coaches. And I, I think it's one of the hallmarks of a great coach is the ability to see from all of these different angles and experiences. So with all that, I mean, some of the temptation though is uh, you can help with everything. So what is what would you say is the most important thing that you do for your clients? Uh, what does that look like? The most important thing I do is, is, is you've got to have goals, <laughs> which yeah. uh, I, I work primarily with small business. Uh, when I started the business, my focus was Connecticut. Uh, I lived in airplanes a lot of my life and, and decided I really wanted to um, be in Connecticut, which really meant working with smaller companies. Uh, most of the companies I work with have less, less than 300 employees. Right. Um, and, and although every small business will say they have goals, they usually don't. You know, if you ask them to show, show them a written document, uh, you get a blank stare. So yeah. that's primary focus. I would say secondary, though. I, I'm a big person, believer in analytics in terms of are you hiring the right people and do you have the right people in the right seats and do your people match up with the initiatives you want to take in terms of growing the company? And right. uh, uh, after after you understand that, uh, I also do coaching. Probably primarily at uh, um, human relationships, interpersonal relationships, but uh, the application is really management and sales. Uh, and Got it. Persuasion. Got it. So someone's listening, you know, and they're thinking, hey, like we've I've got goals in my mind, like my team knows my goals, but they don't have it written down. Why? Why should that matter to them? Or uh, under what circumstances do you think that should matter? Oh, boy. Um, one, if, if you write down your goals, 
it, it, it doubles the probability you'll achieve it. Stunning. I mean, just 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 the action of writing the goal uh, will do that. Um, but so often, I find um, goals are what unify different organization parts of the organization. You know, if people don't have a common view of what the finish line looks like, right. uh, um, you never get that. So, I mean, it's it's critical. It reduces conflict. Uh, lots of productivity issues can happen if you don't have goals. So, uh, uh, that's my starting point. <laughs> got it. Got it. What um what things do folks try? So someone says uh, that they want you to come in. They know that they need work on their goals. Maybe you've talked to them a couple of times, whatever it may be. What what have you found folks try that doesn't work before they call in you or, or someone like you? Well, first of all, I, I've never had someone call me up and say, I want a strategic plan. <laughs> this is that's, that's never happened. This is true. <laughs> There's always some other problem that, you know, they are screwing up. Uh, uh, um, and that's generally what you're called in to look at. And, and that gets more into uh, team dynamics. Usually there's a problem with team dynamics, maybe conflict, uh, uh, that type of a situation where, um, I'll look at and address uh, uh, what the issue is, but then use that as as kind of a um, sort of a way to look into the issue and see how how a strategy would help. And generally speaking, uh, um, people uh, uh, it's a change in the business that leads people to actually rethink their plan. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, like it's an older state. Uh, um, and people, people are worried about succession and awful lot of businesses. Yeah, excuse me. I'm fix this flag that went out here. I'm sorry. No problem. So while you're while you're getting that, um, in your opinion, who do, who needs to who or who needs a coach or consultant? Someone comes in from the outside and can help clean up some of those those challenges. Um, people. Well, I mean. The reason goals are important is if you aren't achieving them, you've got to ask yourself why. Mm. Um, I think I, I think what CEOs, uh, business owners, you know, people are driving companies what they long for is unbiased, you know, feedback and input about their business. You know, a lot of times if they work internally, it, it's all going to be slanted. One, based on how they've done things in the past. Uh, uh, and two, no one wants to upset the boss. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's good just to have uh, someone that can give it to them straight. Yeah. Uh, which is an important attribute of a coach. I mean, you have to you have to be brutally honest when, when the situation calls for it. Right. Right. That's so true. It's, it's you know, it's hard, like, and... We call it a challenge function, right? In my world, we call it, you know, it's who who says no to the boss, right? Who who challenges the ideas of the boss? And uh, what I've found is in, in most cases, there's enough of a challenge function to look like there's a challenge function, right? We get into a meeting and there's, a, there's enough, uh, a couple other ideas, right. but the elephant in the room is is sitting there happy as can be, you know, like there, there's, there's these right, few right, right. areas. 
So, because I, I think some people would hear that and say, like, well, my people tell me no from time to time, right? But there's something in in most organizations, there's something that's fundamentally wrong. Maybe not for today, right? It's not going to change your results today, but there's something that's fundamentally going to change your results over the next year to three years. And that's the thing that people find it hard to talk about. And I think that's the place where someone like you can really come in and help and say, hey, there's this thing. Everyone sees it, but nobody's saying it, and you need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think uh, understanding where that growth opportunity is 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 a big part of that. Um, but I think the other thing is also characteristic of small companies' uh, role definition is kind of loose, and and when when you really don't understand firmly what someone's responsibilities are and what their accountability is. Uh, you can have a non-performer in the job, which could be the elephant in the room. And, and again, no one really touches that because if the job is nebulous, how do you give them hard feedback? Yeah. You know, which yeah. that's the other issue I see in small businesses as well. You've got to nail down what positions are and what people are going to be held accountable for. Yeah. Uh, so good. Particular plan. That's so good. So, all right. So here's the moment we've been waiting for. I know I have been, uh, and I know our listeners as well, but I'd love for you to share us. What's the biggest secret? What's the one thing that founders, leaders uh, that, that are in these small entrepreneurial organizations, what's the one thing that they need to hear, the kind of secret that you have that that they would benefit from today? Um, I, you know, you, you're a big one on stages. I, I think there's a different message for different stages. Mm. Uh, uh, um, I think it's a really young company. Um, you, Well, I, I think probably the universal message is what, what you should have a succession plan, even if you're not planning to, to leave the organization. Yeah. There should always be a succession plan. You know, who, who is the person you're grooming uh, to step in the organization if they need to? Um, I think for a small business, that's critical that, that you've got to make sure they've got the right drives, the right attitude. You've got to develop the right skill set, uh, um, give them the right experience. Uh, uh, and it has to be intentional. It doesn't happen by accident. Uh, um, of course, in the family business, sometimes it's just you know where you are in the gene pool that, that determines who, who gets the next seat. That may or may not make sense. Yeah. But, um, Thinking about succession plan, but also then thinking about what's what's the real market value uh, of the business. A lot of small businesses, you know, the, the the owner is so entrenched in the operation of the business; they are the business. But I mean, you, you've got to think about what you know what what are the outside contracts with customers, which stick, that people pay money for, uh, what, what you know the assets. You know, what are the skills, proprietary knowledge you have in the house? I mean, you've got to be uh, in your plan, in your strategy, be, be serious about what, what kind of value that's going to realize the business. Yeah. And especially for visionaries. I mean, you ask most people, you know, what's your vision for the organization? It's a vision that that includes them there, right? Like that's the horizon that they're looking at many times, right? Not always. But I think where you're going is uh, even Stephen Covey's begin with the end in mind. Like 
your vision has to, in many ways, it has to extend beyond your time at the company, either by virtue of how am I going to exit or what do I want it to be when I'm gone or both? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think in business, I think there's really two kinds of um, entrepreneurs, ones that see themselves there forever, but two, those that have a very short term view of the organization they want to flip it as soon as possible yes uh which which is you know personally is it's a good business model for someone uh uh but it's all valuation yeah yeah that's very true so what's the what is like the one step someone sitting there today saying like uh, uh, you know if maybe i've thought about succession maybe i haven't but what what's the one thing that they could do today to start moving in that direction um well the first exercise i'd like people to do and i, and I got this out of traction is 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 come up with a box a piece of paper and put, put the box for each functional area and and you can put one name in the box, you know, for who's accountable for that function. That's a good starting point. Uh, uh, um, and, and 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 I guess it's from that is to make sure you have integrated goals. You have roles for the company, and you can actually have a direct connection between your staff and your company goals for what their goals are that you have a complete coverage of your goal set to make sure it happens. That's sort of step one. It's just to make, I like to make sure there's a hierarchical relationship between goals. Uh, you start at the top and you work down uh, uh, and the people below you should be working to support your goals. I love that. That's very good. That's very good. So I know that some of our listeners are sitting there thinking like, uh, you know, maybe I'll be the first one who says I need a strategic plan. Like this guy's on to something. Uh, like, sure, we've got goals, We, we but I, I, like uh, they resonate with them when they say, I've got to make my goals clear. And even more than that, I want the right people who are going to help me get there. Something you mentioned earlier on. So someone wants that. How can they best get in touch with you? Um. Well, I mean, uh, uh, my LinkedIn uh, profile is good. There's my website is uh, com. There's a contact page there. Or you can just email charles at com. Got it. I love it. Well, Charles, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, it was such a pleasure having you uh, and hearing about the work that you do. I know it's tremendously valuable and I know it's going to make an impact for folks. For those of you who don't have a succession plan, Charles is your guy. For those of you who who want your goals to not only you know be in your head and a vision for the future, but something that you actually can go after and that you can lead a group of people to, uh, definitely connect with him. He's got some great resources and be happy to help. Uh, for all of you, uh, for Charles, thank you for being here. For everyone listening today, thank you so much. Uh, we, we value your time and attention. It's one of the most precious gifts you can give. I uh, hope you got some great content today. I know I did. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks so much. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, 
please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show. And make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.